Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 40. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. I'm the host here at the MCAT Podcast, as well as the pre-med years, old pre-meds podcast, and specialty stories. You can check out all of the podcasts at the MedEd Media Network. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. Today, we have a great, great discussion about what to do leading up to your MCAT test day, the last minute tips. Let's dive right in. All right, Brian, so MCAT day is coming up and students have spent what seems like an eternity studying for it. And I I always hear students talking about trying to cram and cram and cram up to that last minute, that last second. You have some tips for us that will cover some last couple weeks of MCAT prep and how to best utilize your time so that when you step into that exam room, that whatever room that you call that prometric, <laughs> the dungeon, um, to let the student do their best on their MCAT test day. What do you What do you guys recommend? Yeah, so Ryan, you mentioned the the idea of cramming, which kind of implies that students are just going completely berserk with science content in those last few weeks, um, and that's really counterproductive, right? You in those last few weeks, you can do an awful lot to to shore up your score, but the the biggest impact you could have would be a negative one if you went like completely off the chain and and just drove yourself into some sort of frenzy and collapse on test day right the the last few weeks need to be a very measured approach and to the extent that you can be said to be cramming anything what you want to be cramming is real official AMC practice so the the typical arrangement is uh, three weeks before test day, you take AMC scored practice exam number one. And, you know, at the time we're recording this early in 2017, there are only two scored exams. Um, but you can kind of spin this back, working backwards from test day as more scored exams come out. Right. So three weeks before the exam, you take AMC scored practice exam number one. And we've talked before about the importance of reviewing every single question on an exam, mm-hmm. uh, both on this podcast and on, you know, the kind of the main um, pre-med podcast that you have. And that's certainly true for the AMC. Um, it, they really are kind of the best practice tests you can possibly get. Although I will add one kind of asterisk to that. There's this kind of... Um, this belief out there in pre-med land that the AMC tests are infamously bad with their explanations, 
right? That they don't actually help you analyze the question at all. Um, and this is one case where the rumor is is largely true mm-hmm. that you know the AMC produces obviously the only official source of tests, and they are phenomenally good. Except the explanations leave a lot to be desired. So one of the big activities I do with my own tutoring students in those last few weeks leading up to the exam is I say I want you to take it. And then I want you to spend almost, you know, two, three, even four days of full-time work pretending that the AMC hired you to write the explanations, right? They decided, you know what? We listened to pre-meds. We've heard this complaint for years that our explanations are no good. So we've hired you to write a really thorough, you know, one to two paragraph explanation for all 230 questions on the test. Like that level of analysis, that really, really deep dive on the thought process for that AMC exam. And that could easily eat up almost an entire week's worth of work. If you do have any extra time, then stick with doing timed practice, you know, full-time sections from whatever, you know, books, or if you have the next up full lengths, you can use those. Um, And so that's three weeks before the test. Then two weeks before the test, you do the same thing again with um, official AMC scored practice exam number two. Right. And again, really, really deep dive on the reasoning, really thorough analysis, pretend the AMC has paid you to write complete explanations for the test. Um, you know, you could certainly find explanations elsewhere. They're, they're baked into the Next Step online MCAT course. We have a whole video series of Dr. Anthony explaining the test to you. So if you maybe don't have the time, you could use that resource. But I think there's tremendous value in doing it yourself so that you can kind of completely get your head in the game for how the AMC thinks about how they write questions, how they write passages, and so on. So let me, let me ask you, the, the tried and true statement out there is practice like you're going to play, right? But you have to practice perfectly to be able to play well. And if you're taking a test and you're writing the explanations, the double AMC hires you, but you have no clue what you're talking about, how does that help? Well, okay, so Ryan, just to clarify, I don't mean you're writing the explanations while you're actually doing the test, right? First, you actually just take the test, yeah. right? You yeah. as a student, and you get a score at the end. When when you then have the time afterwards, right? You have all the time in the world to you know go on Wikipedia and look a fact up if you if you weren't sure if you got the fact wrong. Um, you know, you're you're not pressured to have to do the whole passage in eight minutes. You can start by reading what little the AMC has written by way of explanation. Yeah, and for most students, once they have the once the pressure is off, you know, you and I both know from our years of working with them, the pre-med students are good students. They're hardworking, kind of straight-A science students. So after the fact, it's usually not nearly so hard as you might think to really carefully digest what you're reviewing. Okay. And if you're you're still stuck, of course, you go back to one of the number one points I've said over and over and over again, you know, everywhere on these podcasts and blog posts is get your study group together, mm-hmm. right? This could be an excellent, excellent use of study group time where you each kind of parcel out a portion of the test and write explanations for each other and then kind of teach each other that AMC exam. All right. So you're, you're turning it into almost like an open book test at the end and, and writing down all of the, the information that you're aggregating as the explanation. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then you repeat that for the second scored exam and then, and then the home stretch, right? One week before test day, what do you do? Take the 
unscored sample test. So it's not called practice exam. It's called sample test. There is no score for this test. You can find, I am sure, on any number of, of Reddits and Facebooks and any other social media website, people claiming that they can tell you how to convert your um, percent correct on the sample test into a scaled score. You know, oh, this is like a 504. I very, very strongly recommend against doing that. Um, the sample test was never normed. The AMC never administered it to a statistically significant group of test takers. So any supposed estimation of your score based on the sample test is um, voodoo more than anything else, right? So, so don't worry about it. Just take the unscored sample test and review it thoroughly uh, during that last week. But don't go berserk trying to review every single thing under the sun. Don't try to guess what your score would be right at the very end there. The, in fact, the exact reason we save the sample test as the very last test is to just kind of take the score off the table. You know, take that anxiety out of it and say, well, this test isn't even scored. So I don't need to be having a freak out one week before the exam because I got X, Y, Z on some sort of practice test. That makes sense. Yep. And then finally, in terms of reviewing content, the, typically what I recommend to students is pick three things, just three, where if you clicked that little next button on the screen and the passage popped up and you saw a passage on a particular topic, <laughs> and you would have that, oh, God, like your stomach drops out from under you like an elevator just dropped some, down. Some palpitations. Yeah, right. <laughs> some sweating and palpitations. Um, so you, you saying to yourself in these last two weeks before the MCAT, I'm going to kind of review everything means you're no, you're not. You're going to review nothing. You're not. You're not. If you're just kind of casually skimming literally all of the MCAT, you're going to get nothing out of it. But if you say in these last two or three weeks, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to hammer the heck out of electrochemistry and my amino acids and my enzymes, my enzyme inhibitor inhibitors, right? Okay. That's very doable, right? You can really review electrochemistry again and again and again and again and again, so that if it shows up on test day, you don't have that kind of freak out meltdown moment. I like it. I like it. Now and then what? Of course, yeah, and then of course the day before, right? Yeah. That's always what do you do the day before? Answer nothing. No MCAT. No, you, take you can't a day do off. nothing. These, <laughs> these. I'm a pre med student, Brian. I have to do something. Right. Yeah. I always say you you can kind of develop an unhealthy relationship to test prep, and you start kind of shuffling around and scratching your forearm. Come on, come on, man. Come on, just a little, just a little. <laughs> One more hit. <laughs> One, a little aminos. Come on, give me the aminos. Um. So yeah, if if you absolutely have to do something. Um, don't answer any questions. Just put your feet up, casually flip through your flashcards, but no passages, no questions, no calculations. Um, you have both my permission and in fact, you have my instruction to do nothing that day. But if doing nothing would freak you out, then really low stress only, just reviewing your nuts. Have you ever run any sort of races, Brian? Run, run any races? <laughs> run any races, like a half marathon? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I used to have that little running mat for my original <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System Classic. Uh, uh, that that doesn't count. So I've I've run two <laughs> half marathons, and okay. and a student listening to this who runs any sort of races will be able to relate what you're talking about here because what you're doing is you are doing a taper, and anybody that does any sort of bodybuilding, weightlifting stuff. You taper before the competition. You taper before the race. And what you're suggesting is you taper before the actual test. 
Absolutely, right? Performance. And, and Ryan, this is an analogy I go to all the time, that human performance is performance, whether it's cognitive like the MCAT, um, kind of physical and emotional like, say, an actor, or purely physical. I shouldn't say purely physical. Of course, there's a mental component, but mostly physical like athletics. Performance is the same in all those cases. And so that, that kind of tapering off and easing your way into test day or easing your way into game day would be the same for sure. Yeah. And one of the things that I want to add on to here is something that a lot of people miss, and that's maintaining, obviously, good sleep habits, maintaining uh, good dietary habits, and, and eating well, and water. Water consumption is huge. I mean, being hydrated affects your cognition. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's one of the first pieces of advice I give to every student at the beginning of every tutoring in class is your brain is just another organ in your body. So you got to take care of your body if you want your brain to work correctly. Uh, you know, you get that aerobic exercise. You, you know, you don't have to go, you know, training for a half marathon, but you got to, you know, get up and, and take move a walk. your butt around every day, right? You yep. have to walk that dog every day. Yep. Um, right. Is, is get, get sleep, water and exercise. Absolutely. Um, and, and find that healthy homeostasis. I will add just one very, very final point. Don't do anything crazy in the days or weeks before test day. So a common piece of advice people give for the MCAT is to get off caffeine. And that's fine if you can do it about three months ahead of time, but three days ahead of time, do not change your caffeine consumption at all. Or you hear all this kind of chatter, which is just total nonsense online about like, oh, I totally scored some Adderall. I'm going to take it the day of the test. Yeah, and you're going to have a heart attack because <laughs> you, that's not normal for you. So don't do anything that would disrupt your body's normal homeostasis in the days and weeks before the test. All right, there you have it. Some last-minute tips for you as you prepare for your MCAT test day. As the, the time is winding down, your stress level skyrockets, and hopefully you read and heed and or listen and heed to this advice today. I want to reiterate one other thing. We talked about Next Step Test Prep and the explanations for the AAMC exams. Now, Brian mentioned that, but I've heard this a couple times from students going through Next Step Test Prep's course. And uh, I had reached out to some students preparing to review the course, and the feedback that I've received from them is that the explanations that Next Step provides is way above and beyond the explanations that the AAMC gives for their exam. So definitely something Brian talked about it, but I wanted to, to back it up as well from some students that I've talked to. I'd love for you to go check out the Next Step course that uh, these students were talking about, I was talking to the students about. Um, go check out nextsteptestprep.com. The MCAT class is something that Next Step took a long time to develop. It has 100 plus hours of video in there laid out in a great way, all centered around different topics and content. And there is you have access to all 10 of Next Step Test Prep's full-length exams. You get access to the AAMC material. You get access to the instructors through five different office hours every week. So tons of great material for a fraction of the cost of Kaplan or Princeton Review courses. Go check it out, nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D to save some money. Hope you enjoyed this episode today. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week here at the MCAT Podcast. 